Welcome, you are now tuned into Dudes Brewing Podcast. to say, Rita, make my penis grow, and then... Oh, no, I don't want the fuck! Oh, my God, I take it back! I take it back! Another Monster Hog, Power Rangers. Let's beat it off. The planet. <laughs> Our punches aren't having any effect. Oh, yeah, they are! It's as hard as steel! That's a Rita Repulsa guarantee! My God, help me! Hold on, I'm leaving a review for Rita's Magic Natural Wand Mail Enhancer, too. Repulsa not responsible for destruction of property, mutilated penises, or power rangers. Let me make your penis grow! What's up, guys? Welcome to Dude's Ruin. <laughs> Y'all, what's up? What's up? It's your boy, Bender. It's your boy, Kells. And we got some, we got some crazy things. We yes. got some new news. Some new uh, new. Today, we'll be talking about men's mental health. Men's mental health, guys. Um, as you may or may not know, there's an actor from Power Rangers by the name of Jason David Frank who unfortunately recently uh, was revealed in the news he had committed suicide. This whole thing really hasn't changed me. I mean, uh, I just get recognized now, you know, by kids and stuff. It's great to be able to be a positive role model on kids. Morphin time! Tiger Zord! I'm Jason David Frank, and I play Tommy the White Ranger. E.T. looks back at our time with Jason David Frank as his Power Rangers co-stars speak out following his death. You know, everything we've been through together. Sammy Joe. Just thinking about Jason a lot. And um and I hope you guys are okay. I know how much how much you all meant to him. You know, it's crazy with the Power Ranger movie, with the consistency of the brand, because I'm signing the, you know, things for little kids, and then their parents are fans and their moms know who I am. So it's like three different generations. One, two, three. Go, go, very important question. Why do you think that Tommy and Kimberly did not end up together? Well, uh, Kimberly wrote me that letter. Kimberly, you wrote me that breakup that letter. That was the meanest, yeah. coldest thing I've ever seen on a show. It was. It was all right. I moved on. Kimberly, I forgive you. I forgive you, Kimberly. Hey, beautiful. 
It's time to wake up. I don't believe it. I know all of you are so sad. I'm thinking about all of you guys. I don't know, I'm sending you all love. Jason tapped into his real-life skills as a mixed martial artist behind the scenes. We'll just take a score horse stance, hands position, we'll practice this practice stance. Do single punches, ready, and... I was on the television series I, uh, Power Rangers, I had a brief stint on there, very grateful for that. So it sort of hit home. Um... Ben, did, did you watch Power Rangers? I did, yeah, when I was a kid. Um, I didn't watch all of them because they had so, so, so many. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, metamorphs and this and that, but I loved them. I loved uh, Power Rangers as a kid. Yeah, Rangers, yeah. Rangers, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Man, I wanted to be Red Ranger. Yeah. When I was a kid, I grew up watching Power Rangers, so I actually watched Power Rangers from its very inception, from like the very, very, very first season. Like, <laughs> yeah, I watched it. So, uh, which makes me sound like I'm ancient, but I'm young. And crispy, <laughs> young I'm and still crispy. good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyhow, um, yeah. So when Power Rangers during its inception, um, there, it was a very diverse show. When it was, it was just naturally diverse, there was no hidden Hollywood agenda. It was just natural diversity that they opted to make a very multicultural cast. It was very organic. They had uh, one actress named Trini. She was uh, a um, uh, from Vietnamese. She's a Vietnamese actress. Um, I think her last name was Nguyen, Nguyen which oh. is a Vietnamese last name. Um, the main actor that was uh, the Red Ranger, I think he was uh, of Mexican descent, if I'm not mistaken. Huh. Um, they had the Black Ranger, who happened to be African, <laughs> you know, American, so up, yeah, gotta make them black. <laughs> I think they stopped that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they stopped making the, the, yeah, the they, Rangers they, to... They've yeah. sort, of, they sort of mixed it up. It, you know, it wasn't so racial as it, as it was then. The Mexican Ranger. The Asian Ranger. The Black Ranger. The American Ranger. The Jewish Ranger. But it was cool. It was oh, like, I didn't. I didn't mind it. But I remember yeah, they yeah. they specifically didn't make the Black Ranger. Ranger yeah, Black American. Yeah, anymore. or African anymore. Yeah. yeah. So they, they they kind of went back into giving it. To they probably them. didn't do it on purpose, or maybe they did. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, th I think they just wanted to switch it up. I think they just wanted to switch it up. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. The show was beautiful. It had uh, people tied to their ethnic groups. It was weird. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, um, the Yellow Ranger was Asian. Asian. That's why I said. So just, people people brought it up. I remember reading about it. It was like, a, hey, why are they? Maybe he knows more than I. I do because it was. It's a little like coincidental that the yeah. Yellow Rangers Asian, the Black Ranger is African American. Hollywood. <laughs> Amazing. Get ready, people. You know. Get ready. <laughs> Look at this. I want to have this body. I, I, I had to learn how to swim. Yeah. I have my Amina Muadi shoes, Ooh. and then I have my Brandon Blackwood and systemic racism bag. Yes. yes. Purple little number. I love. Let's talk about that diversity and the representation. Oh. <laughs> 
Here we go again. Representation. 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 Que la representación, representaciones, las representaciones, en la representación, representaciones. Representation. Representation. Representations. Represent. Represent. Representation. I'm a piece of representation in gaming and see representation on the big screen and to feel represented. Represented. Represent. Represent. Representation. Represented. They're representing. Represent. Represent. Representing. This representation. Exciting, right? I mean, it's um, it's not something that we do because it's a political move, but it's because it's is really good for the story. You know, that's come on, that's just too much of coincidence. Yeah. And then let's just say the Red Ranger is Native American. Like, yes. come on, like we're yeah. just talking about the woes of Hollywood <laughs> and our recent uh, clip about Kanye West and Dave Chappelle. Oh, so uh, feel free to check that out in the bio. But yeah, Hollywood again, doing Hollywood stuff. The message. Just left seeing Wakanda forever, and I am, I'm pissed. I am pissed because if pushing an agenda was a movie, this would be in the forefront of that. This was Woman King on steroids. If you think that I'm going to believe a 100-pound black woman soaking wet is just an almighty warrior and can just body dudes like it's no tomorrow, come on. Instead of Wakanda, it should have been called Where Are The Men because they was not there, they were not present, and the ones that was there was weak. But all the women that was in the movie was just brawling, built, strong Hercules. What is this saying to us? Perpetuating the idea of the strong black woman and a subservient black effeminate man. And this movie does not represent what African culture is. It doesn't represent what our culture needs to be. So, now nah, I'm good on Wakanda. Well, all dumb men. But long story short, um, yeah, so Power Rangers was a, was a diverse show at, at a very time where it wasn't, it was natural. It wasn't pushed upon per mm -hmm. se. But um, they had this ranger that came in and the Green Ranger was such a big deal because he was a new color out of the new group of rangers that came together. And yes, so this actor, um, he lived as a lifetime martial artist. He has a very beautiful, unique story. Um, and I think from that point onward, he dedicated himself to martial arts from a very young age. His parents had put him in martial arts, but mm. being on Power Rangers, uh, which is sort of like a children's show, as an actor, you kind of get a, uh, a hard time trying to transition out of it because yeah. people kind of perceive that, you know, maybe that's where, where you're at. Yeah, that's your range. That's it. Yeah, maybe that's your actual range. And Hollywood's known for typecasting, so they'll cast somebody according to the first few roles. And if your first few roles, you happen to look very, you know, young in a, you know, a child television series, they kind of box you in into this thing. So it's like action movies. Yeah. Also. So I, I think he had a lifelong battle of trying to not only prove himself as a, as an actor, but also to continue his martial arts. People know that he's a legit martial artist. He got a mix. He got an MMA for a bit. Oh. Um, back in 2010, he was huge, man. <laughs> Jacked up, um, yeah. So that was a brief, brief stint in, uh, in mixed martial arts, but nevertheless, uh, he recently um, went through on YouTube what they call self-deletion, which you know they tend to try to prefer not to use the S word, you know. But he ended his life, unfortunately, due to stress, and it was stress behind a relationship that he was in. Apparently, his partner had filed for divorce. 
uh, a month prior, the year prior, he had a stepdaughter, and his stepdaughter ended up taking her life. Yeah. And so they were having huge relationship problems, and out of that, he decided um, it was overwhelming for him. It was released on the news. He got into apparently a over-the-phone altercation with his wife that he was separated from, and out of that stress, he decided to end his life. Sequence of events in the hours leading up to his self-deletion. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ Jason and his wife Tammy checked into a Texas hotel Friday. We're told the two who are in the middle of a divorce got separate rooms, but at some point, this strange couple got into an argument in Tammy's room. We're told staffers were told to calm things down and peace was restored. Our law enforcement sources say at some point, either late Friday night or early Saturday morning, the two got into another argument and Jason locked Tammy out of his room. Our sources say Tammy was apparently concerned for safety and called the cops around 5 a.m. Saturday morning when officers couldn't make contact with Jason. We're told hotel management let them in and they discovered the actor hung himself in the bathroom. Damn. Uh, the TMZ broke the story of the 49-year-old's death. We're told Jason died by self-deletion. And that's the... Uh, the, that's when they did the reun, uh, reunite uh, in um, uh, 2018. Uh, Jason is survived by his four children. His rep told us he loved his family, friends, and fans very much. He will truly be missed. Um, and, and you know, yeah. that's obviously a terrible situation. If you guys look on her Instagram, you know, she posted a little collage with him, you know. Of course, now that he's gone, though. Of course, now that she's going to do bro, that dumb shit, right? Like, like this this what I don't understand, right, bro? Right. Like, you can have the best setup the best lifestyle, everything's good, but women always want chaos on some level, and I don't know why. And it's like you knew he was not in a good space. You egg him on, you nag him. I no, my, I was not there. I can only assume for what was said in the description from TMZ. Marriage to the wrong person could be the end of you, literally. And even in the Bible, like I said earlier, women destroy kingdoms. You got a kingdom, a family set up. He has four kids, but not not has no dad. And like, was the argument worth it? Was the whole altercation worth it? No. Over a woman, over argument? Once again, we don't know what it is. I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying from the evidence that we've seen so far, that caused him to go over the edge to do self-deletion. Tammy's beating me up. Go ahead, show people, show people how you really act. Stop. Show people, show people, Stop. show people how you really act. Show people, show people, show people. Stop! It's a light show. So, for me and Binda, this has been really important. Um, I've got a, I've gotten approached uh, at my local post office uh, from a gentleman uh, who's explaining to me, uh, I overheard him in a conversation. He wasn't explaining to me actually initially, but I overheard him in a conversation talking about uh, a friend that he had lost to suicide. And I happened to interject uh, into mm. the conversation uh, because he was just sort of trying to figure out why his friend would open up to him and explain to him. He's like, man, had he came to me with his problems or talked to any of us, and it was just financial problems yeah. he was having. Um, he couldn't afford to pay some bills. He's like, we could have helped him. Oh, man, you lost your best friend recently in depression. Teddy, here's the issue with this, dude. And thanks for tagging your friends right now. Here's the issue. People don't talk about damn mental health. That's the problem. It's like everyone's scared about it. Because everyone's scared that they're going to misread you. Or, and I do a lot of poetry, man. And Jody Benson, Little Mermaid said, it's okay to feel the way that we feel. And <clears throat> people are too scared. You know, it's like they're too scared to tell someone ADD or depression or bipolar or this or that. Never be ashamed 
of who you are. That's number one. Never be ashamed of who you are. Scars on a tiger make the tiger strong. It shows that the tiger went through a lot. And, uh, you know, I know people that cut themselves, man, and they're ashamed of it and they're, and they're hiding up the cuts. I get it. It's a scar. Yeah, they could have pitched, pitched something together. It was like all of our, we're all mates. He said, you know, we would see him at, you know, like gatherings and parties and he wouldn't say anything. He, he wouldn't tell anyone about his problems. He internalized it. Yeah. You know, um, it usually is the way is the person that isn't talking or usually the person who usually looks like everything is, is fine. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they're usually the people who are battling the most. Yeah. And like he said, I know it's so easy to say, oh, just if you ask, it is hard. But that situation for a lot of people out there may be going through it. Yeah. You don't know that your friends might be like, that's okay. We'll, we got you for two months. Try de-stress. Um, we've got your bills. Um, yeah. Here works, work, work things out. Um, and I think that's one of the most important, one of the most important things is, whether it's financials, it, it could be something else, you know. I've, yeah. I've helped friends with, um, they just needed someone to talk to and they didn't realize that they could just talk to someone. So yeah. no issue is big too, or small. Too big or too small yeah. to, to not open up. Yeah, even if you think it's tiny, it's not a big deal, but it is. Like, I think it's important. Even if you think it's minute, oh, it's not even that important, you know. Yeah. Or you think it's too big for someone to handle... You have to remember, like Kels was saying, you don't know what your friend might be going through. They may have gone through that and been like, yo, I went through that big thing you're going through. Yeah. Um, I actually know how to help you, uh, yeah. you know, get over it yeah. or um, overcome it. Sorry. Yeah. He comes back three years later and miss, really messed up in his head, really emotional. Uh, but you got to heal those because in the movie, I was really messed up playing Eric Reed. I had the let and Howard Fine said this, be very careful. Pulling those emotions, you can't just pull and let go. Pulling those emotions, you have the residual in August next year in theaters and different platforms. You have the, it's dangerous because you have leftover residual pain. Like I pull pain from when my brother died. I pull pain from when my mom died. I got a lot of things going on, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stuff. And Michael Matson said he had anxiety too. But you got to use it for the the scene so for three months I was messed up that's what she sacrificed for acting and that's why a lot of actors die because they don't know how to get rid of that those that pain that trauma Heath Ledger Robert Williams all these people it must be their mind just doesn't stop and it goes and goes and goes I deal with a lot of mental problems too but I have an outlet I have social media I write I have an outlet you know you can go you can see someone you can see a doctor for it um, there's medication out there. You can take medication if you're into that. Um, and most people say, you don't know what it feels like to have depression. Dude, I've been through so much in life. I'm 48 years old. I'm still dealing with stuff. It's hard. It's hard to make the right choices. But I didn't make the wrong choices. I haven't drank in 12 years just because I just haven't. It was choice. Um, but uh, anyway, I just want to tell you all that. But check out... Thank you for my poetry. It's on JDFFFN. I think I'm going to release a book. got like 40 poems on it. I wish I had it on paper because I can read you one of the poems uh, that I felt during quarantine. One, um, one thing that um, that's also true when you're opening up to someone and 
and maybe it might be something you can relate to. Yeah. One thing to bear, one thing to bear in mind, I would say is um, I took a conflict resolution course, um, which deals with uh, knowing how to resolve conflicts, whether that's in a family setting or in a professional setting. Um, it's a specialized course. It's not something most people take. Yeah, I was gonna say. No. I I just happened to stumble across this course, uh, and at the time I had someone that I, I was uh, involved with and they were uh, taking, uh, how do I put it? They were studying something in regards to uh, mediation. Uh, They're doing a course in mediation and it got suggested for them to do a conflict resolution course so they, should, so they can learn how to resolve problems amongst two peers in either a family setting or a social setting, professional setting, yeah. Yeah, any of, anything of that sort. And one of the key things they pointed out is that when someone else is having a problem, it's better for you to listen to what they have to say and do your best to ask questions to allow them to express themselves. Often um, they said things that can become a problem when someone else is going through something and you're trying to advise them is that sometimes you can take the attention off the person that has a problem and then put the attention on yourself. And it's in uh. It's indirect thing that happens. Is it's accidental. It's not intentional. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because as humans, we want to relate to people. To people, yeah. So, like in terms of what Bender was saying when he was saying, um, you may have someone that you know that you can go, oh wait, I went through something similar. Similar. Yeah. So, even though you can point that out, um, point that out, what may have helped you mm. in some sort of capacity, but bear in mind to not rush and bulldoze the other person with not allowing them to get across specifically what they're going through. Because yeah. you can accidentally either take the light off them or accidentally misadvise them yeah. because you're so caught up in yourself Self, and yeah. wanting to compare your journey with to their theirs, journey yeah. that you can take the light off them and they, they end up not feeling heard. Yeah, They hear you and they're going, wow, you're very excited to tell them. Tell, Tell me, me about, about your, your story. Your old, your old story, yeah. But you didn't hear anything about me. You also didn't ask me any questions. Hundred percent. I think yeah. What he what he said is hundred percent correct. You you definitely need to ask questions because it may be the same situation but slightly different. Yeah. So again, listening is probably the most important thing. I ask them questions about what they're going through, and this is also something that therapists tend to do uh, when they're in therapy. Uh, they when someone's in therapy, therapists will ask you questions over and over again and get you to express yourself yeah. and it's an indirect way of trying to get you to answer your own um, questions question. yeah that's what i was going to say because if you're able to answer your own questions then at the same time you're also able to figure out for yourself wow that actually yes. is what was going on and i've just said what was going on even though i couldn't figure out that that's what was occurring i just said it out loud yeah you know, so it's to get you to become more aware of the order of events that led you to that point, you know, in your mental health and what's going on. David Yost penned a heartfelt tribute on Instagram, writing, quote, You had my heart on day one. So intelligent, so funny, so energetic. You shaped and transformed so many lives. You know, it's important for the kids to look up to someone, and that's, you know, us for now. What would you guys say is the question that you get asked the most at conventions? Do you like green or white? That's the most common question I get. 
and then I say green, they're like, sorry, I'm a white Ranger fan. I'm like, that's still me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I think after years, three years, you know, we always continue to change with the Ninjetti and stuff like that. It keeps the kids interested, you know, and it gives the, the show a whole new look. You know, I think it's important for the kids. You know, I think it's important for them to see constant change. And I, change is good. I mean, the kids enjoy that. The thing is, I'm proud of Power Rangers is that we were the number one kids show in the world. You've been on, I believe, more episodes than anybody, like well over 200. I don't even know. Do you know how many? I think 230-ish. Tommy was a very limited character. He's supposed to come in and out in about 10 episodes. What happened was when the Green Ranger lost his powers, people all over the world were like petitioning and telling Saban, we need, you know, kids aren't going to school. Kids aren't eating. You're a true hero, Tommy. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You know, there was a moment back there when I almost gave up. But then I realized, it's not just the costume and power that gives me strength, but it's who and what I am inside that really empowers me. But then they brought me back as the White Ranger, and it's been about 25 years. And, you know, it's just amazing to see the fans and to see the kids grow into a whole new generation. Guess who's back? Therapists um, are sometimes good. Uh, there's some people that prefer not to recommend therapists. I, yeah. I, I would, I would say um, it's challenging for each individual person. But one way that I've been able to learn to try not to fall into um, depression or anxiety is for me to be accountable for my role in each individual choice that I make. Like, yeah. I think accountability can help you become more responsible and aware of what you chose. Yeah. Yeah. You have a hand in your selection process, whether that's with an ex-partner or your current job. Anything that you're unhappy with or that you were unhappy with, you had a role in that two-person situation of choosing a partner or choosing a relationship that you know you may not have been happy and you have to be aware of like well okay i did I have some responsibility choice. in that and i chose it like, and he, uh, do you mean government government it, i'm so, everything so like for example if we if someone gets fat there's fat phobic if someone has a high body count sleeps around they're slut shaming like they don't have the equivalent of that for men mm -hmm. um in this instance i'm saying like you get money from the government i just mean or or from or from the guy I so i wouldn't be able to comment on this because i don't personally take child support right. and i did I, make right, a I'm decision not... with my baby father but that's the choice i made and i'm dealing with it no and that's the, that's the thing i respect people that take accountability mm. but it's like it's like to me i don't think anyone should bail anyone out for their bad decisions so if you choose to make a child with a, a less a subpar guy mm -hmm. i don't think you're entitled to his money you should have picked better but then the man's played just as much of a part to create that child as the woman no no because women are in charge of birth it's your own fault if you get pregnant it's definitely because because we have we have we have 10 to 15 forms of birth control mm -hmm. even if we get pregnant okay. you can get an abortion it's not just all men are bad it's not just all women are terrible, terrible yeah you know, and you can't blanket statement one gender or one group of people. Mm. You have to look at yourself on, as much as possible on a individual basis uh, and look at things best you can on an individual basis. You know, well, yeah. that there's not much if there's not much collusion that you need to know when something's in your hands and when something is not in your hands. Yeah, because I was gonna say you'll you'll the e easy things are like you. Yeah. You get kidnapped. Well, that's not your fault. You can't do anything about that. Yeah. That's that's a situation you can look back. Oh, that traumatized me. PTSD. Couldn't help that. So yeah. Kidnap you or beat your family in front of you. 
that is out of your control. Yeah. And what he's saying, like things like, oh, yup, I went, a small example, I went to the strip club, found this lady, she cheated on me. Well, or took you, your wallet. You took your wallet, but you went to the strip club. Yeah. Oh, maybe not the best place to go find a wife. Yeah. So that is in your control. No yeah. one forced you to go there. No one yeah. was like, you have to do that. Yeah. You went, this is a good idea. Now, what I love, what Kels um, are saying is, you you kind of you look at you kind of look at your situation and go man I, I i really fucked up take accountability yeah. you can of course we can still be sad for, for a brother for a mate i'll be like i'll i'll, I'll hurt i'll be like man that's really shit what happened to you yeah. um i'm glad that you can look at yourself and be like man that was a really bad decision that i made yeah. how can i fix this exactly um and i think that's one of the most powerful things to do is kind of look at yourself and go Whoa, man! I really screwed that up. How can I be better? How can how how can I do this next time that I'm not gonna put myself in this situation? Because I think one of the most dangerous things is continuously always telling yourself that like, nah, it's not my fault. It's everyone else's fault. Cause yeah. You'll never heal from there's, that. There, there's some people that live their their lives as in victimhood. Yeah. Incomplete victimization. Yeah, that's the word. And take for. zero accountability for their role and their choices. Men and women. There should be equality. We shouldn't treat no, men no, no. different yeah, compared to our women. It is the patriarchy. It's society. It's how women. It's how women are viewed in society. That some men who thrive and succeed because they're a man because life is easy. Therefore, I'd be like, I would expect but, you. Okay, to have I'm gonna good I'm gonna give income. you an example. My dad's the half top half a percentage of earners. Okay, he he's the white man, right? That, but but here's the thing: he worked eighty hours a week my whole life. I didn't I didn't get to see him. Yeah. How how is that like the patriarchy when my dad put in eighty hours every week his whole life? Yeah, like yeah, from yeah. From the time I was like yeah. a child, right? Missed a lot, yeah. a lot of, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of shit. Like he earned that. You can go through your entire adult life being upset at one gender because you made bad choices, and everyone is not responsible for your choices in your past. Mm. Um, I always tell people who are looking for love and relationships in life, um, you have to be accountable for all of your past selections before you step into something new. Yeah. If you don't resolve your role in those past selections, then you'll come into a new relationship with all the baggage. Yeah. And then you'll make someone else accountable for your past mistakes. And that new person that is a gift in your present to your present life, their gift, mm. they're not accountable for where you just came from. You are. You're accountable for all of your past selections. And so you need to reflect on that and just make better choices. And you can find the love that you are seeking or the person that you're seeking um, if you can be an accountable person because people respect, um, people respect accountability. They respect ownership. They don't respect someone that is insufferable and they're blaming the whole world, the entire world because uh, that's a huge red flag. And you go, go out on a date with someone and they immediately start bad mouthing their ex. You got to stop them and go, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa! What did you do in that relationship? And they go, oh, well, I, I, I didn't. I'm like, everyone has a role in a relationship. Mm. So you chose that person. So what did you need to learn about that person before you committed to the yeah. relationship? Did you commit without learning everything you felt you needed to learn? And if you did, then, you know, you need to take time to. Uh, Ask key questions about values in the relationship. 
it's not exactly a specific time period that you need to commit. There's no set time period. You don't need to go, I, I need to make them wait three months or a year before I commit to them or when I sleep with them. Mm. But you need to ask this person about their values because on dating apps right now, most people get it very conflated. They'll talk about hobbies. Yeah, I was going to say, like, They'll, your favorite things. I want adventures. And I want I want uh, some of the full, full by four. Someone, like, that, the? someone that likes hiking. I was like, what the heck? I want someone f- that likes jet skiing. Anyone anyone can like these Someone things. that can listen to Alanis Morissette and also listen to DMX. <laughs> it's like, these are all personal preference hobbies, but they have zero to do with values. Yeah, 100%. And, um, you could be the worst person to like all those things. Yeah, and that's also, that's a very technical subject me and Benda can talk about yeah. at a later point because um, a lot of we see on dating apps a lot of ladies get it very conflated to um, mix hobbies over values yeah. and values at the end of the day is what determines how far your relationship's gonna go you know what do you believe in uh, and, and, and balance and you know of a relationship and um, you know to sustain a, a future and connection and connectivity things that are important to you yeah. you know yeah, so with um, going back to with therapist and with um, um, someone that needs to go see a counselor, you can choose to do so, but uh, un- what some people find, and Andrew Tate got really famous for that, talking about depression, mm. is that you can spend hours and hours talking about things that don't make you happy. And that therapist is not really in their business model to help you resolve your conflict. I was just, I was just about to ask They allow to you to express yeah. yourself. And then they'll tell you come back next week. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, when some people, 100%, if it works for you, goals. The issue with humans is you have to remember not everyone is out for your best interest. For your best interest. And they may not give you the tools you need from that therapy session so that you can get yourself out of that headspace without resorting to some medication. um, Because there's heaps of people on antidepressants, specifically a lot of women today, on antidepressants generally speaking because a lot of them are single and it has a lot to do with women in the workforce which is something that's still very new as of post 1960s it's still a very new thing for women to be carrying around laptops and high heels and being you know in the workforce and them trying to combat and deal with men in the workplace and they you know they're putting off their family for tax and for money you know, and so the goals are a little convoluted and different. They a lot of people have lost sight of what, um, or the beauty the beauty that comes out of a union in a relationship. People has lost out sight of the benefits of men and women coming together, and creating a life and having a family. Now the Queen of England hasn't, because her value is in her family, but they're the corporate world is telling you no, don't worry about a family. You you go out and. Um, you go out and send the pay some taxes and you take your vacation for your experience, you know. <laughs> you can put off having a baby and freeze your eggs. As though this is very common and, and, and that's a very difficult procedure and expensive procedure. So yeah, yeah. so back to Yeah, back, yeah, what I was uh, saying is like what we we're talking about about um whether people want to go see a counselor yeah, or a therapist. Therapist, yeah. Um is what Kel said and what I said is again, these people aren't not all of them are in for your best interest. And to decipher that is very hard. You, you're you not going to walk in there and ask, hey, do you care about me? Hey, do you care about me? Your mom will care about you. Yeah. Your brother will care about you. Maybe your best friend, but they're not your therapist. This is a professional. This is someone who went, got a degree, 
and when they look at you, and I'm not saying every therapist, a lot of people, whether it's a therapist, whether it's your your boss, whether it's your doctor, you are a walking dollar sign. Yeah. Everyone out here in this capitalistic world, whatever you want can to call it. Can be monetized. Yeah, you're out here to make money. You're not out here to to be Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> okay, so when- and Even her. She, even, and then she's, she is a business. She's, business. A, she's a billionaire, look at her. She worked with Weinstein, you know? it's a business. <laughs> so at the end of the day, even she makes money. So whether it's people you think are very um, uh, amazing and give out whatever it is, they make money. So, and I, again, as I got to say this again, not all therapists, I know there are some beautiful uh, therapists out there, yeah, but some good human beings out there. I cannot yeah. say to but, people, we're going to look but, out for that, for yeah. the odd great but, but yeah. therapists here and there. All I say is you have to remember some of these people, and I, I won't lie, uh, my parents sent me to one once, it was $180 an hour. Sessions. So yeah. ex- how many people on this planet... <laughs> Get paid a hundred and eighty dollars an hour. I know most of you will not even get half of that. Yeah. So a hundred and eighty dollars an hour for you for me to tell you about very deep emotional things. And you have to remember this person, I'm not the only person they they speak to. There's what maybe ten clients, fifteen clients, maybe more. I don't know. That are on retainer. Yeah. You know, and so they come back weekly. They come back weekly and this and that. So if you do the, the sum up, if she doesn't have any clients and they they're all leaving. Jam, thanks, Jenny. You were great. Yeah. You're not making money. Yeah, and if her clients run low, or his clients, whoever, whoever they yeah. could misadvise you because they're they're running out of money and just go. You know what? Take this medication. Come back next week. Week, yeah. And let me know how the medications were doing for you. So now you're coping with a pill addiction potentially, and you're just still on retainer coming back as a residual customer. So what Bender's saying is there's no guarantee, um, if I'm not mistaken. 100%. There's yeah, no he's, guarantee. He's saying like, it's a, it's there's, a, no, there's no guarantee that they're going to be ethical. Who ethical. That's the word. Yeah. That they're going to be ethical. You might. I don't know. So, you might be lucky yeah. and you get one that is just trying to make sure that, yeah, you but, know, they're helping you. Indeed. But to be as risk averse as possible is better for yourself if you can be accountable yeah. just for your choices rather than behave as though you're helpless but you have a role in the selection process 100%. so just try to be accountable for your choices and that's how i was able to curb any sort of depression or sadness um and i don't want to necessarily make it about me but i just want to say accountability is such a big deal it's a very hard word for a lot of adults to swallow oh, yeah. a lot of adults want to go no i'm a victim of the patriarchy <laughs> and i'm just subjugated it's like no you chose a job that is in social services it doesn't pay as much as a job that's in a technical field that requires a specialist where only one person can do the job yeah, or, so if you're a librarian, you're not going to get paid as much as someone that is a engineer. Yeah. It, it has nothing to do with a pay gap or a wage gap. It's just your selection process. Be accountable for your choices. And if you are more suited in a social setting or you choose jobs that are more social, don't blame other people for that. You know, because mm-hmm. that's a it's a great job to have. It's human to human. You know, but it's not it's not something that necessarily requires if a slip up happens the whole ocean is going to get flooded <laughs> from from with oil because you messed up on a on a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> so it's these are two different levels of of technicalities that can affect the environment versus something domestic, which is still important, but ex- know that's a massive difference. Environmental yeah. 
in person to person. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, and I and I guess uh, yeah, what he said was perfect. Like you have to you have to remember those things, and if if you're willing to take accountability, and that's that's and again, he doesn't take away that it might help you. And and for me, mine is simple. I if it helps someone, that'd be great. Um, I used to find that I took little steps. I chip chip away very very little. Um, how, how how was it for you? Did it did it help you, or do do you feel like it? Um... For me, it helped me because I think people look at the. I used to do it. You look at everything. You're like, this is too big. So I say to people, and it's helped some people. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, a simple thing is you can't get out of bed. We'll just say that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in your bed. You're like, nah, something's happened. Whether it's relationship, work, whatever it is, it's fucked your life. You want to stay in bed. You're being. It's been in bed four days. Yeah. I say, walk to your corner store. Just, just your corner store. Grab yourself just one drink and then jump yeah. back into bed. Yeah. You know what you did there? You literally got out of bed. Yeah. I know it's not far, but you're like, wow, I comp- you accomplished something tiny. And then tomorrow, what we're going to do is mm. we're going to walk to the end of my street. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, I walked to the end of my street. Yeah. And then tomorrow, let's walk to that gym that you go at or just sign up. You don't even have to start the gym. Yeah. So every day you're doing something really tiny until My, you realize micro micro steps. Yeah. And all these micro steps, every micro step counts. Yeah. Every little thing you do counts and you have to reward yourself for every little step that you make. Yeah. I mean, even people that are trying to achieve something in a business or a career if the only thing that you could do that day was um, pay for uh, the web domain for your website. Yeah and that's all you had time for, that counts. Yeah, yeah. Everything counts, even if it's macro. Everything, and you have to be um, easy on yourself to know that you are still making active steps in the right direction that you want to go because as long as you're actively trying to do something throughout the day, then you've accomplished something. doesn't matter how big, how small, how many hours you put into it. If you only had strength to do something macro even if it's writing down a note in your iphone yeah and that note is just a reminder of something that's going to help you get to that next place that counts. that counts be easy on yourself be very forgiving social media puts a lot of pressure on people to perform because we end up looking at other people's highlights and we can end up comparing our lives to someone else's highlight reels when um People are just only showing the good times. They're not showing the bad times, and which is a good thing, technically, yeah, yeah. because the world is already very challenging on itself. That it's better for people to just, to, to share, see good things, to share, see good things, and share good things. But just remember, these are only highlights. Okay, 100%. Um, you need to know that the wealthiest man in your city right now is stressed out about something. Oh man, on some level, oh, and it might it? be on a bigger level than you can even imagine. He might have more money than you, but he might be facing a lawsuit. Of some sort or some sort of scandal, which is still unethical, you know, shame on him. But it is a problem that if you were in his shoes and you were facing 15 years in prison, you probably wouldn't want to be in his shoes. Or he lost someone close yeah, to him. Or he lo- just don't oh, yeah, know. or he lost someone close to him. He lost a relative. So you might see a Rolls Royce in the Instagram photo, but he just lost a grandparent. Yeah. And even though he looks happy on the social media and his personal life, he might be in ruin. So, and even the most yeah. beautiful people, like yeah, good looking, but he, he or she, is going through her own situation. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. riches, whether it's beauty, yeah. like Kels is saying, which is perfect, is you just do not know what these individuals are going through behind closed doors. Yeah, and on on a day to day basis, even your everyday life, 
one of your neighbors can't figure out how they can pay their rent. Trust me, there's somebody on your street right now that does no, not know how they're going to pay their rent. There's another person on your street mm-hmm. that has a, a relative in a hospital. Yeah. There's someone else on your street that had a flat tire that earlier that day. That, that day. Everybody's going through something. So what I mean by that is if everyone's going through something, that actually should be comforting to you to let you know we're in this together. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I use, actually. I, that's my other thing we, I use. We're in this together. Everyone on some level is dealing with something, something so you're not by yourself. Yeah. And that should be a huge relief to you so that you don't feel like you are isolated on your own island. So back to Jason uh, David Frank, oh, yeah, yeah. this particular actor. He um, apparently ended his life uh, due to a divorce situation. And so um, what I found with a lot of uh, men and women go through mental health issues in a very different way. Uh, And we go through heartache and breakups in a very different way. Uh, A lot of times women, um, when they go through a breakup, they already have a support system there for them that's already set up. It's an infrastructure that's already there. Sometimes it's an unhealthy infrastructure that's set up there, but they always have people, people there that, for yeah, them. Like ready to so go. you'll have guy mates that are ready to rub your back and tell you what you want to hear because they've been waiting their turn. Mm-hmm. You have your queer mates, you know, that might be, you know, there just to tell you, no, you you go, girl. He's wrong. <laughs> you'll have your female mates that will lie to you and and tell you what you want to hear. They yeah. might not tell you the truth. But they'll be like, you were right. Yeah, you were, you were right, girl, whatever you're doing. You go for you. Yeah. You get your freedom. You do what's right for you. But they'll tell him, oh, no, no, no. You do what's right, mister. But they'll tell her, no, you do what's right for you, girl. It's two different statements. So women already, women are very socially apt and they tend to have these support units already around them. Men generally don't. Well, when we go through heartaches and breakups, uh, we are very, we're independent thinkers for the most part. And what I mean by that is that we don't like to show other men that sometimes that we're down. Yeah. We don't have much of a brotherhood around us. Uh, and, and so it's important that we try to build brotherhoods around each other of good men yeah. that you know you trust and that you can keep in contact with. You got solid mates that are going to be there for you and that you can trust with your words and things that you're saying and they're not just out for their own best interest, but you got good dudes. So and I'm thankful for, for Binda. I'm you know. thankful for cows. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> humbly, humbly. And men be thankful for... The good mates that you do have around, and if you feel like you might be missing some solid mates in maturity, find you some good solid mates that are actively trying to self-improve their life. Yeah. Bindu, when I met him, he was actively working on his life and his dream and his goals. He met me. I was actively thing. working on my dreams and goals. That's who you want around uh, you. Yeah. You want people that uh, want to help you get to to set goals. Yeah, similarities. Yeah, similarities into the next phase of your life, and it's it's equal you both want to see each other doing, doing great because i know gym guys you know we're not like we gym but we're not crazy gym guys yeah. and they they meet gym guys and i love yeah. i love that because they both want to get big and they both love the gym yeah and they're both there trying to yeah. um i don't know like i'd say like build each other up yeah they're trying to they're trying to achieve the these goals yeah. together you know even if people find it to be superficial um from a 
from an insecurity standpoint, I think on you'll see it on dating apps, you'll see uh, ladies out say like, they don't wanna see men that are doing gym selfies and gym photos. But really what that is, is that generally for me, it comes from people that are very insecure about their own physical appearance. Because what it, what it says about a person, a man that's in the gym, the cool thing what it says about them is that they have the discipline, discipline yeah. to focus and get their bodies in good shape uh, that it shows that they're willing to commit, that they're willing to commit. And I think if there was a, you know, a wise person or lady that might be interested in those type guys, they would pick up on that beyond just the physical things that, yeah, it is a dating app or these are dating scenarios that men want to look good. And they also, men want access to being chosen. So they show the best of themselves yeah. so that they get chosen. And it's it's not because the men are being sleazebags, but it's trying to say, hey, I've got some discipline to myself. I'm taking care of care myself. myself. I'm not obese and eating Doritos and I've got Cheeto fingers <laughs> with a video game remote in my hand and I'm on the photo, you know? It's I like, think also, like, I've never heard a guy be like, don't want to see any girls with yeah, that, that are fit. No fit girls. No I'm fit like, girls. like, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. no guy ever has ever said that. But to, to say that about a dude, you have to ask yourself, why don't you like a guy that's working out? Is yeah. it is it yourself? Yeah. Um. So for men, I say don't even worry about that. Don't you even keep worry you about keep it. you keep working yeah, out. Yes. Because stick to your fitness. It's gonna help you. And studies even show people who do fitness, it actually helps your it, mental. It health. helps your mental health. Um. And and this is what Andrew Tate was talking about. It's a good segue to to go into it because I yeah. did mention him earlier. Yeah. But Andrew Tate, um, with the word depression, he said depression isn't real because he said you shouldn't give belief into things that take power away from you. I said, feeling depressed is real, but the idea that depression is gonna strike you in your mind and there's nothing you can do about it, I think that is promoting helplessness amongst depressed people and that's the reason they kill themselves. I don't think that making people helpless in an unfortunate Ooh. situation is the great thing to do. You have to give people hope. And I explained that when you believe in something, you give it power. So I tried to say that when I felt at my lowest and I achieved the most I've ever achieved in my life, the reason I was capable of doing that is because I didn't believe in the paradigm of being a depressed person. I just believed that this is how I currently feel and fuck it, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get my life to be better. And I gave a very simple example, an analogy. I said, if you take two people, one believes in ghosts and one doesn't, and you put them both in haunted houses, and in the middle of the night, there's a bang. <laughs> the person who believes in ghosts is now terrified. There's a ghost, they're calling an exorcist, they're panicking in the room, they're hiding. The person who doesn't believe in ghosts goes wind and goes back to sleep. It's the same noise, and it's the same scenario, but it's the belief That's in their mind yeah. that terror and ruins their life. Yeah. It's the belief in their mind yeah. that turns against them. And I've said this many times. Listen, let's assume, let's assume you're correct and that makes me wrong. Let's say that you're right and you're depressed. Why would I want to adopt the thinking of a man who is sad? Why would I want to think like you? Wouldn't it better to be wrong and be happy and have a sports car and a yacht and a, and a private jet? You want to talk about right? Look at your life. My, I, don't talk about right and wrong. Let's talk about success and results. Yeah. I don't believe in things that take power from me. I never have. So when people email me and they start saying, I'm depressed, I'm depressed, I'm depressed. And what's funny is this. I talk to them and they desperately defend the idea of depression. I'm like, my friend, you just told me you're too depressed to be successful and depression has destroyed your life and you lost your girl. I'm telling you that enemy, the enemy in your life isn't real. And you're now sending me 10 emails a week trying to convince me that your enemy is a real thing. 
Why are you sticking up for your, this person, whatever it is, this idea destroyed you and you're putting your energy into defending it. I say, listen, you get to roll out, be fat, be out of shape, be broke, be unimportant with no girlfriend. And instead of the world thinking you're a loser, you get to say, I'm not a loser, I'm depressed. It's a shield. And I say, that's why you don't want to lose your shield because now you have accountability. Now you have performance to cop out. Fuck it off. I don't give a shit if it's real or not. We're not about that. We're talking about success here. Get rid of your excuses. Stop defending the thing that's ruined your life and get to fucking work. And every time anyone has ever listened to me in history, ever, every single one of them's transformed their lives and messaged me positive messages afterwards. Every single fucking time. That's why I'm, I'm anti-antidepressant. Because that pill ain't going to fix you the way becoming the man you wish you were is going to fix you. I take all responsibility for absolutely everything, including if a woman leaves me, if a woman stays, if I end up heartbroken, if I end up filled with rage, I take responsibility for that. If something happens to me that makes me enraged, I will take responsibility. Why has this happened to me? Why do I feel this way? How did I end up in this position? Is this healthy in this scenario? And sometimes it is. I've had scenarios in my life where I was prepared to die to protect somebody else. And I was enraged and it was healthy. I've also had times where I'm in a room by myself, enraged, sitting there going, this is no good for anybody. <laughs> I need to just calm the fuck down. Mm -hmm. So emotions are feedback, but stoicism is the ability to process them. And that's what you need to be le learn as a man. You're never going to be able to turn them off. You're going to feel them. You have to learn how to turn. You have to learn how to process them and turn them into a positive. It's energy. It's unlimited energy. I say this all the time. I say that the biggest periods of transformation in my life is when everything was going wrong. When my life was going good, it's, it, I'm not a hedonistic person. I don't do drugs. I don't gamble. I don't do prostitutes. I don't do anything that hedonistic. But I'll certainly go on the yacht with a bunch of women I know and chill and have some vodkas and that kind of thing. When life's smooth, that's, then it's semi-hedonistic, pretty relaxed. But when I make my biggest progress, when I really change who I am and change the world, that's when everything's fucked. When things go wrong or I'm feeling things I don't want to feel or bad things are happening, that's when I'm like, okay, I, can cur I currently cannot sleep. I've completed the day's tasks. I've tried to go to bed. I can't sleep. More shit has to get done. That's when the amazing things happen in my life. When I was heartbroken, when I was whatever, everyone's been heartbroken. I can't remember a specific example. I hit the gym harder, right? If something goes wrong with your payment processor, that's when you get fucking inventive. That's, that's business, right? That's when you get inventive. So all the bad things that happen to you as a man, if you're stoic, you get to take unlimited energy. Heartbreak is unlimited energy. So is depression. So is rage. So is sadness. All these negative emotions they tell you to, to collapse behind. It's like people talk like uh, Bruce Lee says, be like water. And people see that as be fluid and just go with the flow. I disagree. If you're like water, you are, you're necessary for life. You are scary when you're enraged. You're powerful. You're beautiful when you're calm. You're, you're so many things when you're like water, right? So if I'm enraged, it's like water behind a dam. You just got to put the dam in, for, in place and you got to get the turbo, the hydroelectrics put in. Don't tsunami your life. You can put the energy somewhere. And this is the most beautiful thing about it because people message me all the time like, oh, but Tate, you don't know how sad I feel. No, incorrect. I know exactly how sad you feel. Difference is I used it. And you're sitting here still crying some random guy on email for the fucking third month in a row. That's the difference between you and me, my friend. I was becoming a world champion kickboxer. I got to a point, and I, I, people often talk to me about depression and say I don't understand it. I will say, listen, there's been times in my life where I was fully functional as an adult. I would never label myself depressed because I don't believe in the idea of labeling myself in a negative because I don't believe in things that take power from me, which we'll talk about in a second. But there's been times in my life where I didn't give a fuck if I lived to die. There's been times in my life where I went to fight a man for money 
And I didn't give a shit if I, if I, if I lost and even woke up again. Didn't give a fuck. I had nothing worth living for. I was brokey. Didn't have a girlfriend. Didn't have any fucking money. Got a two-day call to fight some world champion. Had to lose 10 kilos in two days. Had nothing else going for me. Got on a plane to Dagestan and fucking won. There have been times I've done that. By all conventional wisdom, I was depressed. I was suicidal. Da-da. But I was just like, no, I don't give a shit. That, that, and that's when I was at my most powerful. Now if I get that call, I'm like, bro, I got a new car outside and shit. <laughs> like, I'm not going to Dagestan, really, bro. Wait, going to where? <laughs> Sorry, how much money? Nah. But back then I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, who is he? Oh, this guy. All right, fine. I didn't, I didn't give a fuck. I was most powerful when I was sad, when I was depressed, when all these things. And depression is something that takes power away from you if you believe that you're in this condition that you know you are helpless and you can't help, you help yourself. 100%. You can feel helpless. Yes. But it doesn't mean you can't help yourself. You can help yourself. You have to change your, your, your mind. Your mind is, a, is such a strong thing. Yeah. I think what I agree with what Cal's and what Andrew Tate and other people even said in the past is your mind is so strong. I've been in places where I've literally been like, nah. And then I've gone, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. Because... I'm not even, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm starting off with telling myself I can do it. Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> like there are times where I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym. Well, just something simple. Yeah. But if I keep telling myself, I can't go to the gym. I can't go to the gym. I can't do it. Yeah, you're doing. Well, how do you think you're going to get there? Yeah, you're doing uh, negative mantras in your brain. You're not going to get yourself anywhere. No. I do. It's so impossible. You, yeah, so you have to purport good mantras and good words because words have power. Yeah. Words have power of what you say, and it helps you as a motivator to help you move in the right direction. If you say words that are in belief and affirming that you're worthy of good, you need to find yourself and say you are worthy of good, because we all are. All of us are worthy of good. All of us are worthy of being loved. All of us are being worthy, worthy of being treated correctly. Yes. So Andrew Tate says, don't give belief into things that take power away from you. And another thing he was saying is that uh, with the depression isn't real, is to go in the in the gym. If you go in the gym, you'll build um, a strong body, and by building a strong body, it creates a strong oh, mind because yeah. it requires discipline for you to build yourself, and it it requires you to think and achieve and overcome. So you're not only is your body getting in strength, but your mind state is also getting in strength. And the same with running. If you do any running or well, yeah, I did track. Uh, yeah, running and fitness. You it, you beat a PB when when you do that. When I did track, I don't know yeah. about other fitness people out yeah. there. I can't talk on the gym. I just okay, gym. track track star. I'm a, tra- I'm a runner. I'm a track yeah. star. You say you say ball. Ah, yeah, that's a classic <laughs> song. He was running from a cop car, jumping over that gag, only with a big scar. Feel like GTA with like three stars. Try to get away, but he ain't get far. We might play it. I I I did mine and um I was I was a sprinter. Yeah. Um and I did high jump as well. Some African jeans, son. Can I say, Some baby? African jeans. Can son? I say, baby? <laughs> ah. For us, it, when and it's the same for long distance runners. You hit a you hit a mark where you hit your PB, and endorphins are created. These happy mm. chemicals are naturally created. I don't. The reason why I don't, I don't drink coffee, I don't yeah. smoke, because my natural my endorphins are created off things like that. So when yeah. I was in high school and leaving high school, I beat my beat my PB. I'm like, holy wow, this is this is crazy. And in turn, I didn't realize it was good for my health. 
which in turn was good for my mental health because I'm not thinking about what Jamie is doing on Instagram. I'm thinking about how I can better myself. Yeah. How can I beat myself? You're like one guy. You're you're only in competition with with yourself. You're not battling the rest of the world. There's some people that might make you feel like you're less than them or make you feel like you're in competition with anyone. I've always told people I've never felt like I was competing against anyone. Yeah. Even other actors, I've told them like, hey, I know you might think that like we're competition, but you know? I, I want to see you win or whatever, especially if you want to see me win. You know, I don't wish bad upon anybody. Oh, God, I no. wish you the best. But um, you're you're no one else's competition but yourself. So the, the challenge that we all face is overcoming ourselves. And running, I, I find it is a challenge with that because you... It's like Nike. Nike says just do it. And so when you're running, you almost have to blank out any thoughts and just just run. Go. Oh. Enjoy the process. Go. You don't think about any. For me, it was yeah. heaven. I used to. Because if you start thinking, you'll slow down and you'll stop. Uh, yeah. You'll stop. So my acting coach has a very like powerful saying. He says, when you're in your head, you're dead. Oh. So yeah. whenever you're in your head, it, you stop and you hesitate and you create problems for yourself. Don't be in your head. Just do. Just be. Yeah. You know, shouts to Michael Sassinti. I appreciate that. You know. But 100%, that is, that is a hundred. The nail on the head is, if there's anything people can take from this is, like, like, like whatever you do in life, just be there in the moment. Yeah. And if you're not thinking too much about it, yeah. Um, and you're just doing, you'll, you'll, you'll realize like, wow. Cause like you said, imagine if I was thinking while I was running, I wouldn't be running 10 seconds, you, 11 you slow, seconds. You whatever. slow down. Cause I slow down. When you operate on, they, um, they, they call it operating on fear. When you operate on fear, fear, um, you can break down an acronym as false evidence appearing real. Mm. So you make up things in your head that actually hasn't existed. And out of you making up things in your head, you start getting in panic about things that actually hasn't occurred. You start worrying about things. things. Danger is real. Yes. You can trip and you can fall, but unless it happens, then you're okay. So what they tell you, instead of operating on fear, operate on awareness. And awareness is what you have when you drive a car. If you drive a car and you're in fear <laughs> and you're making up stuff, Bro, you're going to crash. You're going to crash. You're going to crash, man. You're going to crash. So, so you're you have to look left, look right. Okay, Stay coast calm. is clear, light's green. Okay, go. That's how you meant to operate in life, to move forward. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Yeah, so with, with mates and with people that you have around you, um, specifically uh, for men, because I know it is harder for men who tend to not have a social unit, social circle. Um, if there's five tips we could give people um, uh, to, that will help improve their, their social circles and, and when they're going through a hard time, I would say one is get you a good solid group of mates around you who are actively working towards something important. Yeah working towards a goal to improve their life, actively working towards it, not just talking about it, but they're making, even if macro steps, they're making macro steps and get together and find ways that you can help each other. Um, You can get to a destination a lot faster with five guys on both sides of the canoe, Mm. pedaling or six, more than one by himself doing a circle. 100%. You know, so find some good people around you to build with. Another thing is, is, 
when you're feeling like um, you're going through something, a uh, breakup in a relationship or something financial, uh, find that one solid mate you can talk to and uh, open up to that person and build a pact with each other that, hey, we're going to be here for each other. No matter what. No matter what. Because life is hard and it, it, it's better to get through life with a tribe rather than doing it on your own. So uh, make a pact to talk to each other about things that you're going through and your problems. What I would say is expression uh, saves lives. In the African-American community, that's what saved our community was during, uh, even while we were in, I think in poverty and slavery, we came up with gospel music and we were forced with Christianity, it was pushed on us, but we, we assimilated to it and we found these Christian songs to sing while we were working in the field and yeah. picking cotton. Or even in poverty, you know, we came up with rhythm and blues. blues they call yeah. blues because people were blues doing a great depression, depression yeah. no money. And then we came up with hip hop and, and times where, you know, we found ways to sub subdue the uh, poverty that we were living in during the uh, 1970s and, you know, neighborhoods being flooded with drugs and heroin and we, we had lost a lot of our African-American unity. So we tried to find new ways of art to help sustain and keep our joy. Even in Brazil, for example, in Brazil, uh, during their hard times, they came up with Carnival. Carnival okay. was something that they developed out of the fact that these Africans that had got brought in from Angola to Salvador in Brazil, they decided to come up with uh, Carnival to celebrate their people and their Afro-Brazilian uh, heritage mm -hmm. and make it fun times and samba, samba dance came out of that because they were like, we're gonna, even though we're poor and we're impoverished, we're gonna find ways to celebrate and make our life beautiful with the least amount of things that we have. Yeah. And uh, also capoeira, Brazilian uh, martial arts, was birthed out of um, that, that hardship in the slave trade when these African slaves got brought from Angola to Brazil in order to rebel against the slave plantation owners in Brazil for the sugarcane, they decided to defend themselves and hide it through a dance. And that dance also helped them to have the ability to defend themselves and express themselves, you know? So, uh, yeah, well, yeah. out of hardship, beautiful things can be made. So expression is very important. It's important that you talk to your mates, that you talk to each other and you talk to your peers. So those, those are two things. Um, and I think those are honestly the most important two things. Um, but if there's another, maybe three that I can add, I would say don't rely on substances to try to uh, yeah. cope as a coping mechanism that is temporary, you can use alcohol and then the next day end up dead broke because you got drunk, you went on a binge or a bender as they like to call it or a bender or a bender, you Come know, on. that's a bender right there. You go on a bender, you're gonna have a good time. Mm. <laughs> that's right, ladies. But uh, anyhow, <laughs> holla at your boy. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but don't go on an alcohol binge or some sort of substance abuse because that's temporary 
you can get drunk and there's so many there's so many kiwis that do that it's very common in new zealand that they live for their weekends they get drunk they spend a bunch of money and by monday morning they're broke yeah they're dead broke because they got you know they tr- they're trying to cope with their their whatever's the, going with on. their life and yeah. some of them are trying to escape from their apartments escape from their marriages and stuff and this is why so many divorces happened during the pandemic uh was because a lot of couples that weren't used to being together were forced to cohabitate yeah. and they they had to actually deal with each other in a closed setting and there's still people to this day they live hiding behind vacations or substances and things of that sort without making sure that their actual domestic at home life is okay so try to sort your problems put your money and your finances towards resolving your problems and it doesn't mean you're enjoying life less. You're just being more responsible yeah. than um, re- resorting to something that's going to temporarily make you feel dizzy, which doesn't help the problem go away, mm-hmm. and um, or could potentially kill you. So it's better to put your finances in something that's going to actually help eliminate the issue and find a more healthier way to enjoy your time. Have a good meal once you pay a bill, you know, or once you send a transaction towards uh, some sort of debt or anything that you need to, to clear in your life, yeah. you know, or relationship things. I think um, four, I was going to say, yeah. just um, uh, celebrate the little things. Always yes. remember to celebrate the little things. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it sounds not that crazy, but just when you're chipping away at those little things, don't forget that you are, you are worthy of the celebration, yeah. big or small. Um, so if you can just remember to do that, give yourself a pat on the back, be like, I did it. This was amazing. Um, you'll, you might find like, wow, like I'm, I'm a, I'm an amazing human. Yeah. Yeah. And number five, what I would say for number five is, uh, the best thing that you can do when you're, um, going through, uh, any sort of obstacle is to do your best to, uh, not, live as a prisoner of your past you're not a prisoner of your past every lesson that you go through is a learning period for you it's a learning moment and so your past doesn't define you it actually helps sculpt you into the beautiful statue that you're meant to be and um and bear in mind because humans like relatability, me and Bendo talked about that earlier when it comes to sharing our problems and things that we're going through and that comparison thing. Sometimes the people closest to you might not, uh, that you've known all your life, may not uh, want to recognize the change that uh, you have in you or even the growth that you have in you. And it's not because of anything other than people like a reference point of how they remember you at one point in their life. So your parents, for example, might still view you as, you as a child, as, a child yeah. as their son. Your neighbor start might still view you as the guy that came over or the girl that came over when you were five or six, six years old yeah. and you borrowed something and you never returned, returned it. it. So there's some people that will try to cage you up and box you up according to your to, past. Yeah, where they, where, where they met you. Where their past is, yes, yeah. where, where your past is. Yeah. And a lot of times people do that for one of two reasons. One reason people will hold you hold your past against you is because uh, they themselves haven't grown past that point in, in, in their life. They haven't grown past that stage in their life. So they're actually mentally still and there. maturity-wise, they're still stuck in that point, of, point in time. So that's even people that you've gone through a relationship with, an ex-partner uh, that you had, a girlfriend, yeah. a boyfriend, uh, 
depending on whatever your situation is. But your ex-partner uh, may view you from sometime in 2007 or 2009, and they try to hold you to that because it makes them feel better to go, oh, no, that's who you are, and that's all you're, are that's all you're ever going to be. Mm-hmm. And you've actually grown way beyond that, and they haven't moved past that point in their life. And they actually, their relationship that they're currently in is somewhat still defined in that fear of that relationship that you were in that time period. Yeah. You're not responsible for their personal growth and their development. You're responsible for your role in that relationship at that point in time. Yeah. But if you did your best to be apologetic about it and about who you were at that time, then you've done everything you could, could yeah. you can do. You can't hold yourself responsible if someone wants to view you from this lens of 5, 10, 10 15, years 15 years you, you, ago. You ain't got a time machine. No, no. So that's one reason why people may hold your your past against you. And the second reason why people might hold uh, your past against you is because they can't currently benefit from where you are right now. Yeah. So if you're doing well in your life right now, they might not want to acknowledge that you're doing well because they're not there. Yeah, yeah. So they'll just go, oh, yeah, he thinks he's doing good, but I know the real, real him. him. Yeah. And it's just because they can't actually be involved in your present life to actually enjoy the rewards of your success and where you might have moved on to. So those are two reasons why people might hold your past against you. But that would be number five, is that you're not a prisoner of your past. Don't allow anyone to box you as a prisoner of your past in your mind. They can box it up themselves for them and they're in their own psyche. But don't let that affect your Your own psyche and your own state of mind to be a prisoner based upon someone else's decision to view you through a time capsule. You're much more than a time capsule. It's 2022, going into 2023, new stages, new levels. And so, yes, you have the opportunity to create something beautiful for yourself. Yeah. That was perfect. Definitely, definitely. And uh, one last thing, I want to shout out um, the um, through uh, Jason David Frank's family. I, I yeah. I wish them much strength and much power um, for, you know, the actor, power from, you know, Power Rangers, and I I wish them the best. That man loved his family, um, and he took his life uh, apparently behind a dispute with his wife. And um, men love, uh, we love idealistically. And we love idealistically because men love from a very pure place. Um, When we love a woman, uh, we, we love her um, not for what she can provide, it's for what we see that she can be to us. Uh, so it's, um, you know, it's almost one of the purest forms of love because it's, it's, not, it's not, you know, 100% conditional. It's almost the least conditional because we believe in the idea of that person. Mm. Sometimes women at times can be love uh, opportunistically. You know, rather than men who we, we love idealistically, women can love opportunistically for what we can provide. And if we stop making her feel good, she might want to leave to go get another feeling or experience from the next guy. This is why RP awareness being red pill aware is so fucking important, guys, because when you understand female nature, you understand why women behave the way they do, why women act the way they do, why women make the you know, sexual selections that they do. It's a lot easier to understand. A lot of the times when guys do certain things to themselves, 
because of females, it comes from a lack of knowledge or a lack of awareness. This is why this type of content, man, needs to fucking spread like wildfire. It's not to make you guys misogynist. It's not to make you guys angry. It's not to make you guys resent women. It's so that you guys can understand women and most importantly, understand what they'll never fucking be to you, which is what they won't ever be to you guys is an idealistic lover that's going to love you unconditionally. Let me tell you, motherfucker, son. When's the last time a bitch committed self-deletion because a guy broke up with her? Oh, shit. Let me see. Um, never? I don't know. Shit, I don't... If, if I do, it's not in the news. Yeah. I never see it. Yeah. You, you guys want to know why? Because women naturally, naturally, by the way, look at men as expendable commodities. Mm -hmm. Naturally. Women understand that they need to get their means net... Why, they're hardwired to get their needs met through a man and they're okay with that man being replaced at any time once he can no longer fulfill her needs. Brutal law, motherfuckers. Look it up. There's a reason why women don't hurt themselves because of a breakup. Nine out of ten times. They might get sad a little bit, right? A little Especially bit. if the guy initiates a breakup, but they ain't committing no fucking self-deletion. No. You know why? They're not. Someone else is there. Yep, someone else is there. Exactly. There's always another fucking always. sip right there ready to go. I got you, baby. Yeah. I'll take you out. And she'll like that motherfucker. He ends up, she, she just ends up using him for some attention, whatever. Then she goes to the guy that's like me that's saying you're fucking dumb on a date. Yep. That's how it goes. Okay, guys? Women cannot respect men that are lower than them or at their level. They want a guy that's better. So what I'm saying is this. Women naturally have an abundance mindset. Okay. You need to earn that abundance mindset. You guys want to know why I got banned off fucking TikTok, what, two years ago now at this point? Misogyny. The reason why is because I said shit like this. Women deserve less. Oh, and I'm not kidding misogyny. around when I say this shit. In today's day and age, they deserve less. And the reason why is because a lot of you motherfuckers give them more. So I got to come in and give them less because you idiots want to give them more when they haven't fucking earned it. That's why they come in this fucking podcast, act crazy, say the dumb shit that they say. I tell them, yo, you got to leave. Bitches still sitting here and commit crimes on 1080p. <laughs> this should prove to you guys that Western women are fucking lost. So in the United States, 80% of divorces are initiated by women. And this is why you see Kanye West, who spent the last two years fighting for his family. Um, he's been subpoenaed to court three times. He had a court appearance a few days ago and he didn't show, show up for it. And it's been going on for two years. Um, but I think at this point, he's kind of ready to accept that Kim won't come back, maybe potentially for the benefits she can get from the divorce. Yeah. But because family court and divorce court is often not in men's favor. And that has a huge effect on a man's mental health. A man can take his life behind that because it can wreck and ruin a man's life especially if he's already in financial dire straits or he's not in the best place. Mm. You know, um, family for us is all we have. Men have a huge social responsibility to take care of family. If the family fails safety-wise, financially-wise, the man is viewed as responsible. Yeah. You know, and, and there's nothing we can do about that. If it's divorce or cheating, then they might look at the lady or, you know, both both parties but 80% of divorces are initiated by women, and it's unfortunate because, um, because uh, a lot of society right now at this point is pushing for women to choose themselves over their families, choose their own self-gratification and potential sex in the city experience of seeing if the grass is green on the other side and eat, pray, love over their own family. And traditional woman or feminine woman uh, in the likes of say like the queen of England people hold in prestige they hold her in prestige because she is the queen 
She's there for her family. That is what true femininity is, and that's where your power is. Your power is being able to be the anchor for your family. Women are viewed as the anchor for the family, essentially, at, 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 in a lot of, lot of different ways. One of the most important things for women is understanding that even though you're the queen, you're still the king's wife. Your value is in the ability to keep a high-value man. I'm sorry that you don't like that, but that's how the world looks at it. And again, I deal in reality. You can be an accomplished woman, but if you're 40, unmarried, no children, the world looks at you as something's wrong. You're, you are judged heavily on the, on the caliber of man you can keep. Not get, not deal with, but keep. And both genders complement each other, obviously, because that's what it takes both genders to have a family, have a baby. It's a requirement that both genders come together in order for life to be, to be birthed. Um, regardless of what gender identity you identify as. But, um, but there's beauty in that companionship. And so people, please don't forget that this man might have taken his life because he wanted to show this is how much I loved a person, which is still not the healthiest way to do things because you leave behind a trail of devastated people, families, hearts behind it, not just his family, uh, with his wife and you know um, his his daughters, because yeah, I think he has four daughters, if I'm not mistaken. What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Just got done walking this uh, red carpet, and we're here right here, representing you know Dragon Ball Z, all my friends, Sean, Vic, Chris, everyone that's working on this movie. You guys are amazing. So thanks. proud of y'all. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. We had a good time, and uh, it's not over yet. It's just beginning. It's but, just uh, beginning. You know, this is her second red carpet event in a pretty uh, short period of time. Yeah. Anyway, back to you, Bob, at the studio. Is there a Bob? Uh, I think it's a Jim. Jim? Jim. 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 Back to yeah. you, Jim. But also his extended family, his mom, his 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 cousins, you know, his in-laws. There's, I would, I would, you know, I would do my best to tell people to not do that because it it can be viewed as selfish, you know. Um, but we understand mental health is is a very challenging thing to deal with. And so that's why we want men to express themselves. Uh, and, and we also, and I also want families to remember the importance of family because wealthy families understand that. But families that are in poverty right now are being promoted for people to be, that you don't need a man, you don't need anyone, you can be by yourself. And it's sort of set up that way in family court and systematically and through divorce, it's in a lot of women's favor. So it's very tempting for them to choose their experiences and opportunities over staying down with your family for a bigger purpose and for a bigger cause. And that's what the Queen of England understands. You notice she's not out marching on any street for abortion rights. <laughs> she's trying to keep her family together and that's all she tried to do before she passed away. So people, please keep your families together stay with each other life is hard inflation is massive right now in the world everyone's going through a hard time financially and the way that they the world is being directed with the world economic forum and governments right now there's a huge squeeze going on the population so we need each other all right 
so that's what I wanted to say in closing. And uh, shout-outs to you men out there and to you ladies out there trying to keep your families together. And just remember, we all need each other, you know. Uh, we can't screw each other over for our own self-benefit and gain and experiences. You know, there's bigger things than ourselves. We have children in mind, you know, so... It's for the next generation. Love you guys. Yes, sir. That's that, everything. Everything you said is perfect. Thank you, man. I want to say, yeah, exactly. Everything you Long said was ramble, perfect. Long ramble, but sorry. <laughs> it was perfect. This will be labeled Kelvin Rand. I can love you guys. Um, again, love you um, guys, dude. Just hit up a friend. Um, you know, um, and just know you're not alone. Yes. That's the one, son. Peace out. Peace out. A-Town. <laughs> We're not doing A-Town. I'm not from Atlanta. Yeah, Virginia, you are. Virginia, Virginia. That's right. Love you guys. We out. Slow down. My love. My love. Slow down. No rush. My love. We can move at the speed of sound. How about we enjoy right now, baby? Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Special report on Dude News. Hi guys, we're back. I know that was a little fast. Uh, this is just a post-credits update on Jason David Frank. We found out some more details surrounding his passing, and unfortunately, what we came to learn was that he was served some divorce papers at a Comic Con event in Texas. Uh, and that was surrounding uh, around the allegations of cheating and uh, infidelity. And I, uh, I was just baffled. I just wanted to let people know along with this video that if you know anyone that is facing any sort of mental health issues or maybe perhaps on the verge of contemplating uh, self-deletion or anything of that sort, uh, in New Zealand, we have a number uh, called 988. Uh, that is a health, Ministry of Health assistance line for anyone that is feeling sort of on the verge of any sort of uh, self-harm. And if also we have uh, Life Matters and Lifeline. These are also two New Zealand companies you can contact if you're not based in New Zealand or wherever you are in the world. Uh, I'm sure there is a national health service line for uh, any sort of uh, self-harm or self-deletion or any kind of uh, any thoughts that may uh, you know inflict on yourself or on others so mental health is something very important and it's also something that's very taboo within the male community and that's why me and Bender ourselves took it upon ourselves to speak on different situations involving life pop culture um, and most importantly uh, just different aspects of social dynamics that men and women both need to understand about each other and our biological differences now George Clooney for example is a man that is lauded he's praised uh, by multiple women because he's a very handsome young man but what got George Clooney to be a bachelor for the many years that he was a bachelor was due to one heartbreak that he experienced very early in his life. And due to that heartbreak, he had determined that he no longer wanted to risk his mental health, his peace of mind to be 
involved with someone in a romantic setting. And so he stayed single for a number of years just so that he can give himself the opportunity to concentrate and focus and let his career flourish. And now he's happily married and in whatever circumstances that may be or whatever kind of wedding arrangement or marriage arrangement that they have. You see couples together for 20, 40 plus years, but you'd never know what their arrangements are. And right now in modern day times, I think couples and males and females, we've lost sight of what it means to be in a companionship and what we both need biologically and these differences that we have that are biological and they are different from each other. So what I mean by that and what I'm saying is that, um, for example, the obstacles that um, Will Smith has gone through, Johnny Depp has gone through, uh, Phil Hartman, who's a comedian in the 90s, Phil ended up committing, uh, ended up being murdered. And uh, they both from, uh, all three of them come from the star sign, they're Libras. So, um, and I know star signs are some somewhat of a, a mystique to some people, but there is some truth to a bit of it. You know, it's not an excuse for your behavior per se, but uh, that particular star sign doesn't like confrontation. So when you would see Johnny Depp in a situation, he would exit because he didn't like confrontation. Same with Will Smith, exact same story. He didn't like confrontation. And the very dangerous part about those types of relationships, which can be volatile and very abusive, is that you both need to know your biological differences. And there's a lot of men that are grown up in single parent homes that have no idea of how to go about love and relationships, what a woman wants, what a man wants, and how to bring that together so you both know your roles and you both can perform to the best of your ability. So uh, with that being said, I just want to uh, reach out and thank everyone who took the time to watch this video. Shouts to um, the late Pua, uh, who was also a Power Ranger based in New Zealand, and uh, he was the Red Ranger. And he ended up taking his life behind the same circumstances, literally behind the same circumstances that it was due to a domestic dispute and ongoing um, arguments that were taking place. Now, when men get upset, we defend ourselves physically. That's why we're more prone to following through with any sort of self-harm, which is not a good thing. But we are very physical in nature. Women, the way that they defend themselves is mental. So, therefore, in a domestic situation, if a woman is unhappy and she gets mentally aggressive with a man, he doesn't know how to take it. He doesn't know how to cope with it. So you might see him get angry, he might punch a wall, he might, you know, unfortunately do something uh, terrible where, you know, he may cross the line and put his hands on, on his partner, which is unacceptable. But the reason why he may have engaged in that sort of way is because he doesn't know how to cope with being mentally attacked. And so if someone cheats on a spouse and someone's repeating to them, oh, you cheated on me, you piece of crap, you cheated on me, and they go around and they mentally are aggressive to not just the man, but they socially will try to ruin his life and his relationships or through divorce, these things can push men over the edge. So it's very important for men to learn about what we call red pill knowledge or manosphere, however you wanna put it. You have to know these differences between men and women. Otherwise, you are a target. You have to know your worth. All of these men that I'm talking about, these are men that were built themselves up and they forgot who they were because they're in that relationship because 
of who they were. Men build themselves up to a certain standard and a certain value. And with that being said, for this reason, this is why men have a very hard time with fidelity and, and, and I would say um, being exclusive in a relationship because we build ourselves up so that we get chosen. So we have options. And so we spend our lives trying to make a name for ourselves. And that's why George Clooney stayed single for as long as he did, because he built himself up to be of worth. And when that, with that comes, and with coming with that in ancient times, a gladiator, this is why gladiators or any sort of kings or any man that was a leader always had a harem or haram of ladies, not haram, harem of ladies around them. Um, but yes, uh, so as you, as you just saw with Adam Levine and his situation regarding some sort of infidelity, this is why his wife was able to accept him for who he is because she was attracted to him based off the fact that he built himself up. And so why would she torture him for that beauty she found in him? And so for this reason, you know, couples have to come to their own arrangements, their own agreements. You have to ask about these values early on. All right, guys. So what I would suggest to you guys is stay knowledgeable, stay researching, stay going through your personal development, whether that's male or female, learning your differences, which makes you able to coexist. And the reason why some of these marriages last as long as they do, sometimes in these old school relationships, the man would have a woman way across town. The wife would know about it, but they would never discuss it because she's like, he takes care of me and we're at home. And it's not about a matter of you don't need each other because you have the advent of being a taxpayer and working a job, but life is meant to be shared. And biologically, you look crazy at a certain point in time if you've remained single and you're blaming everyone in the past and the patriarchy and men or whatever the case may be, or if it's women as well. So salute to everybody out there. Uh, men, if you have any questions, feel free to DM us on IG and we'll get back to you. Anything of that nature, or if you have any questions, put it in the comments below. And um, there's hardly any refuge for men. There's plenty of refuge that is out there for women. I think in New Zealand, the only thing they have is uh, an organization called She's Not Your Rehab, which is sort of for men that have addiction problems and might go to a woman and they're saying she's not the proper person to go to for therapy. But there's no guidance for them being able to give men tools from what I've seen of things uh, as far as how to, for men to go about their lives and coexist and how to be accountable. And maybe they teach these things, maybe they don't, but we're here to try to do our part to enlighten people, to become more familiar and more interested in self-development to be able to get to that point. So guys, love you. And uh, that's out. Dudes brewing. Peace.